0: Hey everybody, you're listening to Orla's Happy Hormones podcast, talking all things female health and wellness. I'm Orla O'Flaherty, a certified naturopath and herbalist and I'm here to talk about everything from periods, hormones, fertility, health, sex, energies, self-awareness and just life in general. Here's to happy hormones and a happy you. Hey, And welcome to episode 46 of Orla's Happy Hormones podcast And this week's episode um, has a slight change of plan (laughs) So usually I record the podcast earlier on in the week So I can just get ahead of myself and get crap done, to be honest Uh, I'm one of these people that I like to be organised and just get everything sorted so this week's episode was meant to be like a second part or a follow-on part from last week's episode which was based around, <clears throat> based around sex and libido and pain and self-love and everything and I wanted to continue on with some more sex topics but with everything that's been going on in the last, in the last few months but specifically in the last couple of weeks, in the last few days And especially today So it's Thursday, the day before the podcast goes out And I made the swift decision to sit down and record another one For this week and one around coronavirus or COVID-19 Whatever it is that you're calling it People are calling it different things But I feel personally... Yeah, I'm going to put it from my perspective. Watching the panic and the fear set in. And not just watching it, feeling it. I've been very conscious lately about when I'm speaking to people and listening to their language and listening to how they're speaking around the coronavirus and that panic and fear that is setting in. And then also listening to people who... Are somewhat flippant about it And I'll be honest Sometimes it may come across as if I'm being flippant about it But it's simply because that's my way of Not coping with it But looking at it from a Trying to look at it from a balanced perspective I'm somebody who If I let my head run away with itself I'll be literally running around the the globe I have to keep myself grounded. I have to keep myself calm consciously. It's just in my nature to be a worrier and to be anxious about things that may or may not be in my control. And what I'm seeing particularly with the fear and panic at the moment is that when it comes to fear and panic, a lot of it is down to control. And a lot of it is down to the unknown. We fear the unknown. Fear is, is putting... Putting worry into something that may or may not happen. We don't know what's going to happen. We are literally in limbo at the moment. So I completely understand and I completely empathize with the amount of fear and anxiety that's out there. But it's literally palpable. You can feel it in the air. Today I had to go out the country and I was in the car on the way back when Leo came on the radio and gave his announcement about shutting down the, the schools, colleges, the childcare facilities and then like limiting all the public gatherings. And it was funny, as that happened, as that announcement came on, this massive hailstorm came out of nowhere and gusts of winds. And I felt like I was in one of those apocalyptic disaster movies. Driving down the road, feeling like I was driving away from something. And I had to catch myself and be like, Orla, you're not driving away from something. You can't outrun whatever this is. And this is just fear that has accumulated in me in a matter of, I think it was 30 seconds, his speech was. So I pulled the car over. I knocked off the radio and put on my Spotify and put on certain music that would just, one, calm me and two, bring me a sense of joy. And immediately it had a massive impact on me. But like I said, these feelings of fear and and panic, they're palpable in the air and we're all feeding off them. We feed off each other all the time. And I'm seeing all these rollercoaster of emotions on social media and with the general public from talking to people in shops or in the post office or people coming into the clinic. And like I'm seeing a, a mix, like I said, of like, mass panic to people being flippant or people joking about it and having real anxieties around it all. But as humans, like, we fear the unknown. And, yes, this is something that's very unknown to us. We've never experienced something like this before. Like, not in our lifetime have we experienced our coming out and closing schools, colleges, and limiting social gatherings. We've never experienced this. So, obviously, we're going to, people are going to go into panic mode. It is understandable But the thing is With mass fear Comes mass hysteria And that's when things Can actually get Even more unsettling Like half of us Are joking about Like you know, the toilet paper crisis And me included Because it's a bit of a crisis For me right now Because I've no toilet paper At home I forgot to get some Last night I only buy it When I run out And now I'm like Shit What am I going to do I've, Have I got dock leaves In the back garden uh, <laughs> It's what we did back in the olden days, um, but then luckily I'm robbing my parents' house. I'm just glad that my dad doesn't listen to this because he will kill me if he finds out that I'm robbing their toilet paper, but. Mm-hmm. With all of that, like so, we have the people joking about the toilet paper and everything, but then like the other half, like the other half of us, we genuinely scared. So. Ha- Half of us are joking and laughing, half of us are scared. Should I say a third of us are joking and laughing, a third of us are scared, and a third of us are freaking the fudge out. But you have to realize that people are in a state of panic, and they're in a state of panic for their own reasons. Like Maybe they are immune compromised, and maybe they have a family member who has an underlying health condition, or his class is vulnerable or whatever it's not that people and again this is going back to the toilet paper because I'm seeing a lot of posts online saying people are being selfish and they're being stupid and they're being this that and the other and look I get why people are saying that because other people are running out of toilet paper but it's not that they're being selfish it's, it's that logic and reason has left the building when it comes to panic and hysteria Logic goes. They can't coexist together. And panic and hysteria becomes infectious. And again, like, this is all based around frequency. Everything is based on frequency. And this isn't hippy-dippy talk. This is actually fact. There is a vibrational frequency to everything on the planet, in the universe. Like, from your Wi-Fi, that's radio frequency... To radios, to microwaves, to televisions, to electricity, wind, oceans, marine life communication. Think of the whales. That's all sonar waves. And it's the same for emotions. Emotions are all on different frequencies. Have you ever been in a room with, like, friends or family and you're having a party and you're all feeding off each other's energy and you're having a ball? And it's full of laughter, joy just you've had the best night ever and then have you ever walked into a room and you can literally cut the tension like a knife between two people or a group of people but then it filters down into you and you start picking up on these negative emotions and then you leave and you feel shitty all of a sudden well that's emotional vibrational frequency and what's happening now is the same But on a mass scale, people are feeding off each other's fears and creating more fear within themselves. But as well, when you think about it, you're talking to Mary down the street who's off buying all the toilet paper because she's freaking out that she's going to be in isolation or that she's going to get sick or someone she knows is going to get sick and she needs to make sure that the family is okay. Then all of a sudden you're like, all right, if Mary's doing that, I better go just in case it all runs out and I don't have any for myself. And this passes on from one person to another to, aner- to another. And like I said, it's it's infectious. But when we are living in that state of fear and in that state of panic, we can't think logically. And now, look, I'm not saying that this isn't something that we should actually be concerned about, we should be concerned about it. Like I said, this isn't something that we've seen before, but there are steps to take. Because all of this fear and panic is actually spreading quicker than the virus. What people people need right now is a sense of calm and a sense of control. Like I said, when there is fear, there is usually an element of a, a loss of control. And again, understandably so right now. Then how do you get a sense of control back? By bringing it back to yourself. Taking a breath and looking at your immediate situation not the what ifs not the what could happens not the stories that you're hearing from your friends or neighbors or work colleagues bring it back to you in your immediate situation and what it is that you can do for you taking control over your own actions and taking control over your own preventative measures these are things that are in your control and there is loads that you can do while really still leading a perfectly normal life but just with a few precautionary errors. Or not errors, precautionary tactics. For me, what I'm doing because I know that I am somebody that can get caught up in worry and anxiety and not panic, but it, I can feel it. I can feel it all around me so it does filter through so personally what I'm doing is I'm not listening to the news I'm not listening to I'm not watching the news I'm not listening to the news I had the radio on when I got into the car and Leo was on straight away I was obviously meant to hear it but when I need information I'll go online to the source to get information I will go to The HSE website, I will go to the World Health Organization website, I will go to the Centre for Infectious Diseases website. I'll get the facts but I'm not listening to the media on it. I've even stopped being on social media as much because when I'm going through social media all I'm seeing is the mass panic with coronavirus so I'm reducing my screen time when it comes to social media other than when I'm posting stuff for work or jokes around the coronavirus because that is one coping mechanism that is helping me, is joking about it because for me, I need to make light of it. Make light of it while also taking the precautions. And I think one of the best precautions or one of the best things that you can do for yourself is educating yourself around the coronavirus. So what is coronavirus? It's The coronavirus itself is like a large family of viruses which cause illnesses in, in animals and humans, but in humans, obviously, in ourselves, we there are different strains of coronaviruses. Like SARS and MERS, they're part of the coronavirus. The common cold is part of the coronavirus. What we have now is a new class in, or a new strain, which we haven't seen before, which is known as COVID-19. So the most common symptoms of COVID are fever, tiredness, dry cough. Some people are experiencing the likes of aches and pains and the regular flu-like symptoms like nasal congestion or a runny nose or sore throat. Some people diarrhea, not a lot. So again, don't be going out stockpiling on the toilet paper. Please leave some for the rest <laughs> of us. Because my father will kill me if I rob more. But... The symptoms are usually mild to begin with and they start off gradually and they may get better and then get worse again. There are some people who can actually contract it. They're infected, but they don't actually develop any symptoms. They just don't feel fantastic. But most people, like about 80% of people who recover from it, they haven't needed any special treatment. It's been a matter of they've caught a virus and they had to literally ride it out. It's around one in every six people who actually get seriously ill from it. Now, when I say one in every six people, I mean one in every six people who have contracted the virus. Not one in every six people of the entire world population. One in every six people who has the virus. Percentage-wise, that's quite low in comparison to the full world population. The people who are most at risk are people with underlying medical conditions so the likes of your high blood pressure your hair problems and diabetes people with asthma COPD any respiratory conditions these are the people who we are saying are the ones who are vulnerable the ones who are more at risk and yeah we all know people with some of these conditions so, of course, everyone's freaking out about it. But then it's about, again, educating yourself. How is it that it's contracted? So, it's spread from person to person, and it's through small droplets from the nose or the mouth which are spread <coughs> Excuse me. when someone who has the virus coughs or sneezes or exhales and, and droplets come from the mouth or the nose these droplets can land on surfaces anywhere around another person. Then another person will catch COVID by touching these objects or surfaces, then touching their eyes, nose or mouth because this is where the bodily fluids are being exchanged and it needs to be contracted through the respiratory system. Again, eyes, nose and mouth. So being around someone who is who has COVID and if they're Coughing or sneezing without blocking their their nose or mouth That's when the risk of contracting it becomes higher And this is why who are telling people to stay more than one meter or three feet away from someone who's sick Just in case they happen to have COVID And as of right now, COVID isn't, it's not actually airborne It can be spread through the droplets, but it's not completely airborne so taking the precautionary measures of coughing or blowing your nose into tissues or into your elbow and then washing your hands all the time. These are all really important because it's transmitted through touch or through the, through the droplets which are being passed on through touch or if somebody coughs into your mouth or sneezes, sneezes into your mouth. Having to have some stern talks with my nieces at the moment because they love to do that with me. As anybody who's around kids knows. But what are the steps that you can take to prevent contracting it? So, again, the main ones like listen, listening to what everyone is saying, like hand washing. Hand washing is so important, and why are all the experts saying to wash your hands? Literally to kill the virus. But what I'm finding is knowing how that works seems to actually hit the message home that little bit harder for people. So a simplified version of it is that the virus cell has an outer protective layer and it's made up of lipids so they're basically fats essentially. And the inner layers contain RNA and proteins. Now RNA is what carries the genetic or what carries genetic information for a virus as opposed to like be DNA for us humans. That's what carries the genetic information so then the proteins then also aid in reproducing the virus because a virus isn't a live compound um, but the proteins will synthesize it and reproduce it then soap actually contains lipids that breaks down the outer lipid layer of a virus then exposing the rna and the proteins to heat and oxidation therefore killing it so using hot water and soap is is really what works now, I know everybody. there's a lot of people using antibacterial gels and sanitizers and things like that. Unfortunately, they don't actually work because bacteria and viruses are two very, very different things. Bacteria is live, virus isn't. So an antibacterial isn't going to work on a virus, just like an antibiotic isn't going to work on a virus. So wash your hands and as well stop touching your face because touching your eyes, your nose, your mouth, you're risking contraction that way and then just washing your hands after touching any sort of surfaces or handles that haven't been disinfected so just being mindful of those things and then again taking control of yourself looking at yourself boosting your immune system this is so important it's the one thing that's kind of annoying me um around all the media coverage and everything is everybody's talking about washing their hands and everybody's talking about covid and how it's affecting people. And the, the vulnerable. the Everyone. But nobody's actually telling anybody. To boost their immune system. We're being told to stay away from people. But we're not being told to take actions ourselves. So the things that you can do. To boost your own imu- immune system. So the likes of food. Like food literally feeds ourselves. So. Fueling yourself with foods that are rich in antioxidants and anti-inflammatory compounds. The reason for antioxidant and anti-inflammatory compounds is because you're creating an environment in the body where a virus or a bacteria can't actually thrive or spread. So foods that are rich in flavonoids and polyphenols are really important because, again, flavonoids are antioxidant and anti-inflammatory. Then polyphenols are actually prebiotic and, again, antioxidant when we're looking at prebiotic and probiotic food sources, these are going to help our immunity through the gut. So the likes of your, your orange, red, yellow veggies, your dark berries, so blueberries, blackberries, your pur- purple foods as well are really important because they're con- they contain oligomeric proanthocyanidins, which are one of the highest antioxidant compounds that you can actually consume. So you get them in the likes of your hawthorn berries, your elderberry and red cabbage, beetroot, all those rich, purpley coloured foods. Then reduce inflammatory and immune suppressing foods. So anything that's packaged or processed foods, anything that's filled with sugar, anything that's filled with sugar, any sort of chemical preservatives, Alcohol, I'm sorry, don't kill me for saying it, I'm only the messenger. Um, Anything that's going to compromise your gut health or or anything that's going to cause an inflammatory response in the system. Try to reduce them down as much as possible and just eat as much fresh whole foods as you can. So lots of fruits, lots of veggies. One thing that is really important as well as drinking warm drinks because COVID is um is it's not heat resistant and at over twenty seven degrees it's um it it's not able to survive. So drinking warm drinks um what I'm doing is specifically homemade lemon and ginger teas because the citronella in the lemon is antiviral and the ginger has um antiviral anti-inflammatory and antioxidant compounds so these are all going to help and as well with ginger because it's a warming herb it's known as a, a warm diaphoretic so it'll help you to sweat a pathogen out so just have a flask of your lemon and ginger tea going and that will also help then supplements i'm a big fan of supplements especially if you have a low immune system. Now, if you have a really good immune system, don't go overdoing it. Don't go buying all the supplements and taking everything because you will overdose your system with them. You can take certain ones, even if you have a good immune system, just to give you that little bit of an extra fighting chance. But just don't overdo it. Certain supplements are really important for your immune system and immune health. The likes of vitamin C. Again, we're looking at antioxidants anything that's going to reduce oxidative stress in the system so antioxidant vitamin c is antioxidant it's anti-inflammatory and it's immune stimulating over in china they were actually treating covid intravenously with vitamin c so getting a good brand vitamin c i would always recommend the alterant Um, it it is quite expensive and it's quite hard to get now a lot of the vitamin c's are quite hard to get so if you can get a liposomal one I'd go with that. If you can't, then get an ascorbic acid one. The BioCare... The BioCare powdered vitamin C is really good. And the... Biolife, I think it's called, is also a really good one. I'll, I'll tag at the end of the intro to this the supplements, which I personally think are the good ones. So vitamin C, either liposomal or ascorbic acid. Taking between 750 milligrams up as far as 3,000 milligrams a day, all depending on your immune system, all depending on your stomach health, all depending on what you can tolerate. Always start low and build yourself up, and you'll know if you're taking too much because then you're going to need all that toilet paper that everyone's buying up. Um, the next one, probiotic. Like 80% of our immunity lies in our gut. So making sure that your gut microbiome is is in proper, good health. it That's essential, really. To reduce a weakened immune system or to reduce the chance of a weakened immune system. So a good probiotic I always recommend is the Udo Superates. But again with that food wise getting your pre and probiotic foods in. So all your fermented foods, your kimchi, your kefir. Some kombucha, not a lot because there is a lot of sugar in kombucha. Um... But yeah, even just making your own fermented pickles at home, that'll help also. So then another supplement is zinc. Zinc is a mineral really important for your immunity because it basically affects how our cells respond to infections. And it keeps inflammation under control. Again, it's anti-inflammatory, it's antioxidant. When it comes to infections, when it comes to the immune system, we're always looking at antioxidants and anti-inflammatory compounds. And then Another supplement which is really good is NAC, which which is literally glutamine and glutathione. So glutamine is a precursor for glutathione. Now, these are molecules that boost the immune system by literally preserving the the intestinal wall. And again, are highly, highly antioxidant. Again, reducing oxidative stress on the gut lining. I'm sure you're, you're sensing the pattern here antioxidant anti-inflammatory when it comes to diseases they all thrive off inflammation in the body when there's inflammation in the system any sort of bacteria or virus will thrive so it's making sure that your internal environment is as optimum as it can possibly be so the likes of like i've said already your vitamin c your probiotic your zinc or your glutamine and glutathione And then there's herbs and homeopathy. Now, I'm not a homeopath. I am a certified herbalist. I'm not a homeopath. But there are so many herbs that can help boost your immune system. And there's so many herbs that are antiviral. When it comes to... This is one of the reasons why I love herbal medicine. Because of the fact that we have plants that have antiviral compounds. There are compounds like The oligomeric paranthocyanidins, they're compounds like volatile oils, so like your essential oils. Don't go ingesting essential oils, though it's not good for the system. But in a synergistic method of a plant or plant medicine, essential oils or volatile oils are highly antiviral. And then again, flavonoids, anti-inflammatory and antioxidant. So we we do have these we do have these plants that will help with viruses that will help with killing off a virus. So even being proactive with like I said earlier drinking your lemon and ginger tea because the citronella which is a volatile oil is an antiviral. Leave the peel on as well when you're making it in the pot. But other herbs, so the likes of elderberry, again, I said earlier, contain the oligomeric anthocyanidins. Then your peppermint contains mentha. Then garlic. Garlic is actually really high in glutathione, which, again, is antioxidant. Then we've also got oregano and ginger. And now ginger and turmeric are extremely anti-inflammatory. And again, as we've said, it's reducing inflammation in the system that's really going to help. Then rosemary contains rosmarinic acid. Again, another volatile oil. Volatile oils are really important when it comes to viruses. So adding all these into your foods, but as well, like making teas, making lemon tea, making berry tea, getting elderberry syrup if you can, or a, a, good, a good quality peppermint tea. When you're making the, if you can get the fresh herb, it is best But just adding them all into your food or into your teas, into your daily life. And these will all help to boost your immune system as well as being proactive and fighting off any virus that's lingering around. Then when it comes to homeopathy, I love homeopathy. I've used homeopathy since I'm 14, 15. And it is phenomenal. But homeopathy does have a long, long positive history, like over 250 years plus of documented history of successfully treating epidemic and pandemic conditions. There's massive research studies on it, not research studies, sorry, there was massive documentation done on it over the years, even going back the likes of the, the Spanish flu. The death percentile rate with using homeopathy was actually much lower than the allopathic treatment. Now, I'm not saying that in a flippant way. There is There are documents for this. If you research it, you will find these documents. But what I'm saying is that homeopathy can help. What I would suggest is if you know a homeopath or you know someone who knows a homeopath, get in touch with someone. Ask for information. Ask for more information around treatment using homeopathy for viruses like I said I'm not a homeopath I love using homeopathy for myself but I can't give all the information I can give you all the information on herbs but I can't on the homeopathy um but I it is something that would be worth looking into if you are worried and then yeah again like when it comes to herbs like I said I can talk about herbs I can really only comment on my own personal experience with homeopathy but with herbs, uh, a lot of people don't realize is that certain herbs, adapt- adaptogenic herbs, I love them. They're some of my favorite herbs. But when you are sick or you have any sort of pathogen in the body, you can't take chetonics tonics or adaptogenic herbs because they will tonify the pathogen. So any herbs like your ginseng, your ashwagandha, your maca, your rhodiola, Siberian ginseng, Korean ginseng, any qi tonic or any yang tonic you're going to have to stop taking and avoid i see a lot of do you know those dissolvable vitamin c tablets that have added ginseng and it's actually one it's there's not enough ginseng in it really to work but the fact that it's been promoted it's not good it'll only make your your illness worse if it's an acute condition like a cold or flu or virus so just avoid your adoptions at the moment while you can So food and drink, food and drinks. Get your good quality, fresh whole fruits and veggies in. Lots of bone broths, lots of stews, soups, things like that. Good gut health is really important. Good nourishing foods is really important for that. Then the supplements. Your vitamin C, again, not the dissolvable ones, good quality one. Probiotic, your zinc, glutamine and glutathione. And then your herbs your everyday herbs that you can use in the kitchen or make your own teas or get onto a herbalist and ask for herbs if you're feeling unwell ring in advance just if you are sick if you have any symptoms just ring in advance people are able to take phone consultations and then post you herbs that's no problem so it is a a matter of just boosting your your own immune system and taking the power back taking control over your own health as well making sure that you are fighting fit to face anything that is going to come your way and knowing that your immune system is strong enough to fight it off. And that in itself is gonna give you power and it's gonna give you confidence that you will be able to fight off an illness. A really important thing though as well is to reduce stress. Stress is one of the highest inflammatory causing things to the body. And as you've heard me go on and on and on about inflammation and antioxidants and everything we really de- do need to look at reducing inflammation in the system reducing stress rezu- reducing cortisol which i know right now is kind of a bit contradictory to the entire nation's fear base at the moment like i said we can that fear is just, it's palpable in the air i can i don't know about you but i can feel it everywhere <laughs> That hence why I am choosing not to watch the news, listen to the news or anything like that. I'm getting the information where I need to get it from and I'm checking up on it as I need to check up on it. But reducing the stress as much as you can. One way of doing that, and I, I know it's going to sound hippie, I know it is, but like raising your vibration... This is something I say to my niece all the time. Every Tuesday I pick her up from school and I'm like, arles we need to raise the vibration. Especially if she's had a bad day in school. And we do that. We actively change how we are feeling with music. Now, like I said earlier, everything is vibrational. You'll You'll notice it when certain music is played you'll you'll feel a certain way music can bring you to a place of sadness or it can bring you to a place of ecstasy of pure joy the frequencies of peace love joy all counteract the frequencies of fear panic and dread and for me like especially for the last year when I really needed to shift my emotions I put on Whitney Houston and Kygo Higher Love and that's what I do every Tuesday when I pick Isles up from school. We put on Higher Love, we crank the music up and we sing as loud as we can and the difference in both of us, even if we were in a good mood already, we come into an even better mood. It just keeps going up and up and up and just I know it may sound hippy dippy and whatever And it might even be cringeworthy. But if you're alone right now, just try it. Put on a song, any song that helps lift your spirits. For me, it's the higher love. But just dance and move and sing. And you'll see the difference it makes instantly. Like I've had that song on repeat all day. But in times of panic and times of like epidemics and now pandemics or whatever it's so easy to let fear take control instead you can take the power back and you can you can take control we still need laughter and joy and human connection it's what we thrive on don't go isolating yourself away from people now unless you're told to do so if you're told a professional you need to be isolated look go isolate yourself but have your music on in the background but even stay connected with people through social media through skype through facetime like we have all these tools to help us stay connected so use them because human connection and belonging that's going to raise your immune system as well like oxytocin is a wonderful hormone and that is released with human connection So every time you feel yourself going down that fear path or that panic path, do something that you know is automatically going to shift how you're feeling or how it's going to shift your emotions. Be it music, be it talking to a certain person, be it watching a cartoon even. Find something that can shift your emotion from fear-based to love-based or joy-based. Yes, fear is good to a certain degree but panic isn't so like I said already raise your vibration and I know it sounds hippie but it works and then just be smart and be safe and relax and things are going to come but deal with whatever comes one step at a time living in a state of worry isn't going to help you Living in a state of panic Is only causing you more problems So take every day as it comes And take every step as it comes Because that's all all of us can do right now Is literally go day by day Until we have all the information And if you do find yourself panicking Find your coping mechanisms Because there are loads Mine, like I said Higher love So you go now and put on higher love and dance and see if it makes a difference. Put on whatever song just lifts you up. Trust me, it does work. Fear and joy cannot live together or cannot be active together. If you go to a mechanism that will give you joy, that fear will will dissipate. That's this week's episode of World is Happy Hormones I think I spoke about one hormone in there And that was oxytocin Again, human connection I hope it's helped None of us know what's going to happen In the next couple of weeks But None of us would know what's going to happen In the next couple of weeks anyway Nothing is ever guaranteed Before COVID was here We didn't know what was going to happen tomorrow We still don't. But learning to live with uncertainty instead of being ruled by uncertainty—that's really important right now. So wash your hands, boost your immune system, and dance to music. And happy weekend.